Can't get away from the fact I've been slacking all Despite the cost, you know I got to try it on Try it on What up, Dynasty players in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I am your host, Jesse Schneeman, and I'm here to host a very special edition of Dynasty War Games. First, let me bring in my co-host, Austin Bell. How you doing? What's going on, Jesse? Doing great, man. Had a day off. Uh, I'll take it. I forgot what that felt like during the week. Uh, yeah, doing right good, on. man. Happy How Labor you? Day. Happy- yeah, you too. Man. Good, good. Happy Labor Day. I actually did go labor for a while. I just had some stuff that I needed to get done at work while nobody else was there, and it was a perfect opportunity. It's that really is the nice. perfect day. Yeah, man. Yeah, and otherwise, it's just been real relaxing, kind of recovering from last night. Uh, kind of <laughs> tore it up a little. There you go. Got to. <laughs> how's, how's draft season treating you? Uh, pretty good. I only did two redrafts, so they went quick, and uh, we did them, heck, two weeks ago, I think. So uh, my JTs and my Breeses and my Dalvin Cooks uh, aren't very happy, especially if some of them are on the same teams, but otherwise, good. It's redraft. You never know what you're going to get. So the reason I said this was a very special episode is that we are lucky enough to be braced by the graced by the presence of the patriarch of the Dynasty Warzone Network. Welcome in Memphis. How are you today? Oh man, I'm I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm doing podcasts. I'm editing podcasts. I'm preparing for more podcasts. Let's do some podcasts. <laughs> right on. And uh, is that? Is that Lulu in the background there? <laughs> no, nah, that was Sadie. That's the other one. Sadie. Uh, okay, that's the one right you'll on. hear barking most of the time. She likes to okay, let her cool. presence be known. Yeah, that's what beagles do, man. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> oh, we, we have we're, a new we're, podcast dog? Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah. We have a new, we have yeah, a new podcast? Awesome. Sadie, and then there's a, there's a puppy running around, too. Somewhere. Yeah, she's going outside to make sure she doesn't do it inside. Ah, right on. That makes for a mess. Yes, yeah. trying to prevent that. She's gone a week now, so we'll take it. And then Step the fourth, the right member, of our, fourth yeah. member of our podcast will be crossing back and forth behind Austin most of the time. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. So what do you say we talk some Dynasty? Let's do it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that's why we're here, right? So last week we did overlooked players. Came up with a pretty good list, I thought. And then we figured out what they were worth, what you get them for, and whether you should or not. This week... We're going to do overhyped players. Uh, we've, <laughs> we talked briefly before we started, and it doesn't sound like we have some popular picks here, but that's what overhyped, That's what the overhyped list is. Guys, these are players. We're not saying these are players you shouldn't draft. We're not saying these are players you shouldn't acquire. Uh, everybody's acquirable at their, at their price, right? Unless they're a roster clogger. These aren't really roster cloggers. These are overhyped players, guys that are probably not worth the price the price so we're gonna bring up a player we're gonna you guys are gonna make your case and then we'll talk about what they're worth and we'll figure out whether they're overhyped or not right sounds good to me that's right cool memphis yeah memphis you're the guest why don't you go first all right well mine's gonna be pretty unpopular mine's chris alave and it has nothing to do with the talent of the guy if you if you're talking about actual talent he's top five to eight in terms of actual talent in the league. I just don't love the situation to be mm. quite honest. Like if, if like you could do like a, uh, like a transport, like you could flip like a uh, trading places, the classic Eddie Murphy, 
Dan Aykroyd trading places. If you could just flop Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, I would be as equally bullish on Chris Olave, and I would be equally concerned about Garrett Wilson. I'm fading the situation. I'm not fading. I'm not fading the player. You know. But with that being said, I, I think Olave is going to finish somewhere around like wide receiver twelve to fifteen on the year. And, and, it's ju- and it's just about the data, right? Last year, New Orleans finished in the bottom third of the league in, in pass attempts. They averaged 30 passes a game. Well, now they're, they, they're the favorite to win that division. They've oh, invested oh. in the running game, right? They drafted Kendra Miller. They drafted Jamal Williams. So they've invested in the running game. They're, they're going to want to win close games. They'll get Alvin Kamara back from suspension. I mean, they didn't cut him. I mean, you know, they, they didn't restructure him. They're, they're, they're going to lean on the run. And they brought Derek Carr in to be the caretaker. And it doesn't mean that he's not going to be good. And Michael Thomas is healthy for now. Right like right now at the right time. Now. We're, right now he is healthy. So you add all those up. And I don't see a top you know, five to eight. And I think that's where people think he's going to go. And I think it's going to lead to some, some disappointment. I think he's being overhyped in that there's this consensus out there that they see he could be like I said, top eight. I see it just a little bit down down the line. And he's like in that – I think he's going to finish in that 12 to, to 15 range. Now, just to make sure we're clear, that's not a slap in the face. You know, he finished his wide receiver 25 in full point PPR last year. So I'm saying he's going to jump in from like the number one wide receiver three. That's what he was last year, whether we like to admit it or not. And I think he's going to jump up. Like he's going to cut last year's number in half, basically. We should be excited – I don't think people are going to be as excited as I am because they're not as they're not as realistic as I am. So uh, that's my first overhyped guy, and I don't think it's his fault. I, I'm with you. So what you didn't add in is what what are the two things that were always exciting about the Saints' offense? They were Sean Payton and Drew Brees, two things that haven't been there for a couple of years now, right? So they brought in a defensive-minded coach, and they brought in a middle-of-the-road quarterback – to replace a terrible quarterback. So it's a little bit of an upgrade. But I, I couldn't agree more that I was thinking that too. If Alave and Garrett Wilson were switched, I I would, yeah, I, I would think the same thing, right? Alave with the Jets would be amazing. And then Garrett Wilson with the Saints is probably going to be pretty average for this year. Uh, if you're a team that has Alave as your number one wideout, I, I would, I don't think that you, you can really consider yourself a, a top two or three contender unless you're, you know, ultimately stacked at other positions, right? I, I don't, you know, I'd see him more of his second, third wide receiver for this season. Obviously he's got huge talent and potential going forward and who knows, you know, who the quarterback will be in a couple of years and who knows if that coach will be there. So situations change all the time. What do you think, Austin? Um, I mean, I guess if you're talking relative terms, sure. But like on DTC, he's going as wide receiver eight. Um, I mean, I don't know where else you're going to put them. Um, so for startup value, it feels exactly right. I mean, if you're talking in redraft, sure, but I don't know if he's going in the top eight in a redraft league at the position. So, I mean, if you're telling me I'm going to get wide receiver 12 to 15 out of a second-year wide receiver, I'm fine with that. It's phenomenal. Well, um, that's because you're you're practical, though. We're We're talking about – you know, dynasty gamers who, you know, freak out. Like after one week, someone will have a down performance and they'll be asking on, on X, they'll be asking on X if, if we should be, you know, looking to, are we looking to fade? Are we trading? 
You know, and and I think the fact that he has that Ohio State lineage just will lead to more hype. Again, you're being practical. Jesse's being practical. I think here at the Dynasty War Games, we're all being practical. I just don't think that your standard issue Dynasty gamer can be practical. And I think that's where the overreaction is going to come from. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, Yeah, Olave is a really good one. I don't know. I mean, he's had an upgrade in quarterback. It's the same offense as last year. I don't see why. Let's get a gauge. Let's get a gauge on his value. All right. So, I just offered somebody in a dynasty league, one QB league. I offered him Diggs and Michael Thomas for Olave, and he told me absolutely not. It would have to be Diggs and a twenty-four first for Olave, and I just, you know, I just moved on to another. In this economy, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Really, you would give up Diggs and a first. You're assuming you're a contender, I would assume, or I'm not. No, I'm okay, rebuilding. Well, then I'm not giving your first away anyway. So that yeah, that well, it would be trade. someone else's first. I've other. I friends. mean, a late first and digs for a again second year. What twenty three year old wide receiver that we're mm-hmm. expecting low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two numbers. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, that's. I I, kind of I agree. I'm I'm not moving first right now. You know, especially coming off this first weekend now. The only real winners of this past weekend are the sports books because I've I've been on X and I've seen about eight to ten different Heisman winners. Gang, there can only be one. Everybody's got a betting favorite. Why they should be, why that player should be the 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 quote unquote favorite to 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 win the Heisman. But what I take away from that, from what we do, which is dynasty, it's like not only do you have May and Williams, but now we have Michael Penix, we have Ewers. Um, potentially Deion Sanders' son. I mean, we play Superflex. That's I would say eighty-five to ninety percent of my leagues are Superflex, and we're talking now. We're talking potentially four to five first-round NFL quarterbacks next year, and I'm not giving that up. I'm, I'm now. I say that with a forked tongue because we could get in season, and I could be contending, and I could like maybe need to to move a piece. Then I might, you know. You got to risk it to win the biscuit, and I and I might be willing to move my first then, but there's no way right now, with as fragile as the NFL game is, and ACLs and hamstrings and multiple week misses that could tank fantasy and dynasty seasons. There's no way I'm moving my first today in September. You know, follow back with me around Thanksgiving. We'll we'll, we'll see what the story is then. But right now, 100 uh, with Austin, I'm not moving first. Well. My whole point is that if if Olave is overhyped, right, and doesn't perform up to wide receiver one standards, his value is going to drop. And whilst while Diggs is balling out in season, this te- this team is trying to contend. Looking at Olave putting up average numbers on it on his roster while or in his lineup, while I have Diggs on a rebuild team putting up baller numbers, I might just be able to swap them one for one. Yeah, and that's what that that that's an even better point. You know, pe- people people will pay more for points in point scoring season from September to week seventeen when you're trying to win that championship. Check a trade deadline near you. It is you know people are gonna you know I, I've seen it a million times and I'll, I'll be honest, I did it. I did it a couple of years ago uh, to win a championship in a league. I sent Terry McLaren and a first to go get Devontae Adams. Now, it turned out I didn't need Devontae Adams. I would have won that championship anyway. It didn't matter. I did – this was – I believe it was two years. It was two years. It would have been the 2020 season. I wanted the money. I, I wanted the championship. I didn't care about that, that – that at the time, you know, Terry McLaren was a top 
12 or whatever he was, startup wide receiver, and my first. I didn't care. I wanted the money. I wanted the championship. So I made a compromise. It's a compromise I won't make in September, but I will potentially make later. Yeah, right on. I mean, we're all about championships. That's, you know, we're, we're not here to build pretty rosters. We're here to win, right? And I, I really do like saving my first or, or any capital I have till later in the year. Uh, you know, I just was was trying it out. What, you know, what can I get for digs? And I, I was really surprised. So I, I think we've kind of found that Olave is overhyped right now if, if we think that we can get him for less in season. Austin, who you got? Um, actually, the next name on DTC wide receiver rankings, um, T. Higgins. I um, thought you were going to say Devonte Smith, and we we're going to have to fight. Oh no, no, of course, not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wide receiver nine in a startup. No Tell him about you. it, Austin. No, thank you. Um, I just I don't see it. Already twenty four years old, going in a contract year on one of the best offenses in the league. It most likely can't get better. Um, teams that are going to have the money are going to go for him. And, I mean, I don't see him having a Joe Burrow throwing him the ball next year. Um, he's a really boom-bust type of player that I think it was three or four weeks he scored a ridiculous amount of his season points. rest of the year, he's he's tough to start, to be honest. When Chase was out, I might add. Yeah, so even more. Um, I just – I think at wide receiver nine, you're talking a big difference. It should be closer to – 13 to 15 looking at it. Yeah, she never fails. She's got to talk. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all good. Um, but, yeah, it just it, – when I was looking through – so I struggled with these names, and I, as I go through later, we'll see that. But this was the one that just stuck out to me looking at positional rankings. I was like, a top 10 wide receiver, I don't see it. I mean, there's just a few places next year that he can go that I'm like, oh, wide receiver nine, I'm happy I got him there. Yeah, I see him as wide receiver 15-ish. You know, just a rock solid number two, kind of a high end number two. But what's going to happen with the contract, Memphis? You kind of like, you kind of the guru on this kind of thing. Well, first of all, if you're Cincinnati and you let him, you let him walk out without getting anything for him, you are a poorly ran franchise, and you deserve exactly what you get. That's number one. Uh, I, I I predict like, and, and we're going to see more of this. Um, you know, I don't know how much you guys want to jump into Kyler Murray, but, you know, there's this whole thing with the cap, which I just learned this this past week, is that there are there are ways that these NFL teams are skirting the old-fashioned rule where you had to put all of the guaranteed money in escrow by guaranteeing it against injury and against performance. And I was like, okay, so, so when are these teams going to start skirting other things like the like the franchise tag. And, you know, the, the franchise tag is not tag and trade. That's not like the, the NBA where it's a sign and trade. But I would not be surprised if that's something that gets finagled with with a, a T. Higgins. I, I And I would not be surprised at all. But if I remember correctly, they drafted him in like at the top. I think it was like the 32nd or 34th overall. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, like the 33rd or 34th overall pick. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can't let that guy walk out the door, but you're 100% right. Memory serves. Um, I was getting ready to pull it up, but I don't think he's ever finished higher than, like, wide receiver 17 on a season. He's, like, right there in that window. What's that? I think it was 15. Was it was, But, yeah, so, so, like, he's never even been a wide receiver one. How the hell is he a top 10 wide receiver in a startup? I don't get it. You got Joe Burrow dollar signs in your eyes, and, and, and to Austin's point, you're missing the big point. 
Um, I don't think he's going to be there now. Now maybe he winds up in a, in a very nice situation. He very well could. I mean, I could see a team like as crazy as it would sound. Let's say Houston's picks, not as bad as, you know, we think it could be. Could, could they, you know, trade, could Arizona trade Houston's pick? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why you would want to pay a second contract, but there, there, there will be teams interested, but I think part of that value is being tied to tied to Joe Burrow, and I just don't see it long-term. They've got to extend Jamar Chase. They've still got to extend Burrow, and I don't know how you justify having two 25-ish million-dollar wide receivers on the same roster. I just do not get it. Yep. Franchise tag for wide receiver next offseason is around $28 million. No, it's 22 I did it, I did it last 22. night. Oh, okay. When I did the Dynasty Warzone live stream on Sunday night, someone asked, and uh, because we had a, a third a third member of the show last night, I was able to Google it. It's twenty two million next year, so they could franchise tag him, and then like like I said, tag and trade um, would not surprise me. Trade. But yeah, yeah. but I, I I think I would look for that at the draft. But I think Austin's on it. If you can cash out for like you know Austin, real quick while you're there, where, where's Devonta Smith and all that? Um, he is, I believe it was twelve, but let me double check. I switched positions. It's loading back. No, you're totally good because He's eleven. I, okay, 11. so so it's T, Tyreek, Devonta, Diggs, Cup, London, JSN to finish it, to fifteen. If I could get any kind of quote unquote cheese on my whopper with uh, Devonta Smith for T Higgins, if yes. I could get if I could get Devonta Smith in a second for T Higgins, he's gone. Um, because I truly believe he is the one in, in Philadelphia. I know I'll get pushback for that. I don't really don't really care. Um, but but I I'm uh. I'm 100% with you on T. Higgins. Jesse, you you seem to be more into T. Higgins than the rest of us. Am I wrong? No, no, no. I absolutely am not. No, I, I like T. Higgins. Um, but, no, I don't see him as a wide receiver one at all. The price on him is just outrageous. And I just looked it up. You were right. It's actually he was wide receiver 18 in PPR was his highest finish. Uh, 24 and 28 were his other finishes. He's a good receiver. But, yeah, yeah it's it's a little out of control right now. Like I, I wouldn't give digs straight up for him, and I, and I feel like I might get turned down if I offered that, right? It's worth a shot. I mean, I, I think right now, um, it, I, I would love that. I think that would be the, the definition of a, a dynasty win for me. If you could trade Stephon Diggs, and he may have a great season, but he's a malcontent. You know, he's he's like playing through some some personality and some some issues. I, I love the call of potentially – that's worth a shot. Again, we're in point-scoring season. Again, fishbowl. Uh, Devonta Smith only scored nine PPR points in week one. Are we off of him, community? Because you already see it on X come like Sunday afternoon at like 5.30. It, it, it's a great well, – that's a great target to uh, if you're trying to unload a, a Stephon Diggs. I, I like that quite a bit, actually. I think, I think it's, it's more likely to happen than you realize. Hmm. All right. Guys, you're going to and, 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 and the reason why I think it's more possible than you realize is I think there's just this perception, and perception becomes reality, is that Diggs is a wide receiver one with a great quarterback, and that Devonta Smith is the two. So I, I think you know, in some people's minds, that may be a deal worth making, especially if Diggs has a huge week one. Oh, you mean for Devonta Smith? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, that's how I got Diggs. I traded Devonta Smith for Diggs and Miles Sanders. Okay, well then, then you got the cheese on your whopper. I'm fine with that. That's a that's a win yeah. now. That's a win now move. Yeah, I'm gonna flip both of those pieces though. It was just kind of like, well, it's just way more value than than Devonta Smith alone. 
So if I trade the both these guys off for separate pieces, I'll, I'll end up better off. Is how I looked at it. You're a champion. <laughs> so as a, <laughs> I am a champion. I'm a dynasty champion. Do you remember Double Deuce? Oh, Austin? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the the, right, the bar from the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> no, we're in a league together where uh, with Patrick. Sw- oh, he's dead. What about Sam Elliott? Is he in the league? Yes, yeah, Sam Elliott. No, he's 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 the mayor of Cohog. He doesn't have time for us. Giggity. Uh, I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> All right, yeah, so you guys are going to be a little pissy with my first player on the list, but I, I really think that uh, Christian McCaffrey is way overhyped, all right? So if you think about the fact that he is the 101 to 103 in uh, redraft right now, these people are out of their absolute minds to me. I, I do not understand that at all. So you have an aging running back, right? And in Dynasty, we hate aging running backs, right? We, we, we don't value them at all. We have a player that whose coach has come out and said, I'm taking volume away from him. So he's not a volume play anymore. They're going to spell him with Debo and Elijah Mitchell and, I don't know, Tyrion Davis-Price, whoever the hell else. Shanahan will throw out anybody. He really doesn't care. He's going to save Christian McCaffrey for the NFL playoffs not the fantasy playoffs, right? So Christian McCaffrey, yes, is going to be extremely efficient, but there's no, there, there are absolutely no guarantees that that this uh, kind of timeshare, losing volume type of thing is really going to work. He still could get hurt. He's still huge, hugely risky uh, as an injury, right? Well, we can't I just, play Dynasty like that, though. We you can't include in, injury because of that. That's something that's not fair to play. I, I, th- I think you when can if they have a history running backs. If when they have a history of injury, running backs. No, well, and if they have an injury, every player injury doesn't history. have a history injuries until they do. So it's so dangerous playing Dynasty like that. Because he but how many also, games he played last year? It, but how many did he play the two years before? Oh, I know he was on my team. You're not. Right, yeah, let's well, say, I say he, I know. He, he he played ten. He played ten the previous two years, and and to Jesse's point, I agree with Jesse. He's the Ferrari. All right, he's he's not. You know, and and a Ferrari is the car of a rich people. So I'll just stick with rich people, right? So you don't take the Ferrari, you know, to the grocery store. You take the Range Rover. Come on, the G wagon. Let's have a little class after all. The Ferrari, you know, all these games, if they get up on people, it is going to be Elijah Mitchell. I think Elijah Mitchell is going to have RB3 standalone startable value in, in multiple games. Again, Jesse's right. They're going to, you know, keep his his miles low. They're going to protect him for the playoffs. And I do not love it. I, do, I don't get where, like, I'm, I'm, you were using, um, Austin, you were using DTC value. Where do they have McCaffrey going huh. overall? So he was actually one of my guys. Okay, so well, good. I, I, didn't, then, then. I didn't want to say it is that Jesse is like, you're wrong. I'm saying it is I'm not looking at injury as the reason why I'm fading him. Well, I'm, what for I'm me, saying, for me it's, it's, he is running back two on DC. Okay, right. That's insane. So what what I'm saying is he's he's above what he's 26. He's about to be 27, 27 years old. He's already 26. Yeah. So older running backs are an injury risk, right? Any older running back is any running back is an injury risk, right? Correct. But then when you get an older running back, you risk that he doesn't come back the same player afterwards. You know, it, uh, an ACL for Brees Hall is not nearly as concerning as, as an ACL, another ACL for CMC right now, right? It, he, he, there's absolutely the chance that he doesn't come back the same player. And his, I mean, 
the, the clock's just ticking. If he's dynasty running back too, that's insane to me. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Who's your dynasty running back to, Austin? It's Brees. Brees, okay. Yeah, mine would be Jonathan Taylor. How about you, Memphis? Uh, my mine's Brees. It would have been JT if he was healthy and been through camp and ready to roll. But I, I mean, especially with Brees coming out, that or I guess Robert Sala saying that Brees is going to be in the backfield with with Dalvin on Monday Night Football. That's great. Um, anything that you get out of Brees all the first few weeks is a gift, but. I, I'm my take against CMC is don't forget the injury. Is that my me take that just is my, froze up. Who? I, I froze up. Oh, it was like, I thought they said I froze up. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I fixed this issue. Um, for 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 me, it's like for me, it's the usage of Christian McCaffrey, and, and yep. you're gonna see you're gonna see more Elijah Mitchell. You're gonna see. I think Debo is gonna have a bit of a bounce back because if you look at it. Over the back half of the season, Brandon Ayuk's points per game went up half a PPR point per game over the last half of the season, including the McCaffrey trade, whereas Debo's went down. Debo was the one cannibalized by by Christian McCaffrey because they they play a similar role. Sometimes I'm a running back. Sometimes I'm a wide receiver. I I think Debo has a little bit of a bounce back, and I I really think that that you're onto something when they limit touches. Yeah. I mean, if, if if he's, I mean, if he's not a volume play, then he's strictly uh, a production. Like, or I'm sorry, uh, he's he's strictly a. Oh, God damn it! I just completely froze in my brain now. Uh, First, your computer, now your brain. Yeah, my brain. Yeah, but I mean, he's you're stuck. He's, he's strictly going to have to produce on uh, low volume in it. And I just don't think that. I mean, we've seen he can do that. So where would you have him in your redraft? I I think one Oh one's a little crazy. I have second round, second round. Oh my. He scares the shit out of me. Oh no. I got, I got to admit that I'm, I'm pretty low on him too. I was looking at playerprofiler.com because that's where we stream the, the dynasty war zone on Wednesdays. And I just wanted to get like a different opinion. And they have him as the 14th player off the board in in a one QB and as the RB6. And I I think that's fair. And I think you can staple this entire conversation on to uh, Saquon Barkley. Again, um, I don't want to blame injury. Um, Could he he get a ton of uh, volume this year? Sure, he could. I I just don't see it. And and Saquon's a little bit different, but... Yeah, I mean these these guys at 25, 26, I just I can't draft them that high. I just can't. I, I can I can get Tony Pollard two rounds later. I can get Najee Harris two rounds later. If if I want to go with a guy in that age range with just as much upside in 2023, I can get Nick Chubb two rounds later. And I can stack a couple of these young wide receivers in one in rounds one and two. So I can't do it. I understand why people would do it. I just cannot. I think Saquon's a whole different discussion than CMC. I'm I think he has a better chance to be RB1 than a majority of other running backs in the league. So I think that one I don't agree with. But CMC, I, RB6 is fine for this year. I have no complaints with that. Memphis, give me another player. Well, I mean, you guys have already, you know, vultured a, cu- a couple of mine. Um, I did it on our show. Uh, I'm concerned about, from, from a rookie standpoint, I'm concerned about C.J. Stroud. Uh, I, I do not like the the offensive coordinator. He had three random defensive uh, coaching positions 
when he was in San and when he was in Washington, excuse me, and then he came to uh, San Francisco where he had two different offensive positions. He was the pass game coordinator and whatever, and then one stint at PFF. I'm not really so sure as to what I'm getting. And I found that when these young quarterbacks that that need time to develop, I think part of the reason why Justin Fields is not necessarily done great is they gave him a first-time offensive coordinator and a defensive-minded head coach. And you you couple that with the fact that C.J. Stroud's not the athlete that Justin Fields is. He doesn't have any weapons. I, I'm rooting for John Mechie. Maybe Tank Dell's a thing. I have I have no idea what Nico Collins is. Dalton Schultz may get 742,000 targets this year. But it's a bunch of meh. Now, will he get a leash? Will they be able to acquire him a better wide receiver the way that the Bears – I don't know. But I know for this year, I think he's being overvalued. And it's like and, – and the weird part for me is, is again, uh, it's helmet scouting. The weird thing is, is for me, is it's like, when was the last Ohio State quarterback that was actually good in the league? If you're they going need- to – Art they all need Schleister. to be retrained. They, they, they do. That and and Alabama not as bad, but Ohio State quarterbacks because of the 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 recent run of wide receivers they've had, going back to Terry McLaren, it's it's see it throw it. These guys are running down the field wide ass open, and in the NFL, wide ass opens a foot, you know. Whereas in in college, these guys have you know six yards of separation. Can he get there? Yes. Do I think he's being overvalued? Also, yes, and that's the that's the intent of the show. So I think I think CJ Stroud, I don't think he's gonna be a bust. I just think he's being overvalued. So it was the consensus uh, 103, 102 to 103. I, th- I think um, it re- really came down to who had the 102. If it was more of an aggressive GM, they went Anthony Richardson. And, and more of your play it safe, I don't want to blow this up, was CJ Stroud. I think more often than not, the 101 was Bijan, and then I think depending upon the GM on the clock, it too depended on which quarterback went. Yeah, I saw him go at 104 quite a bit, which yeah, I thought was four and five for me. Which I, I thought was fine. Uh, I like his accuracy. I, we're going to have to find out how how good of a processor he is, right? That's something he's going to kind of have to learn on the fly, like you mentioned. Um, I I like the. I like the call because I think there's going to be a value dip in season. Like you said, the weapons are meh, pretty young. We don't know what the hell they are. Who, who excites you? I mean, let me ask you guys. I don't yeah, want to no, cut you okay. off on your own show, but but who excites you from a weapon standpoint in Houston? Anybody? No. I mean, maybe for, a rookie, for a rookie QB, Schultz, but not for as much for production, but as for him developing. Yeah, I, and, so, and that's the safety blanket. I agree with Schultz 100%, but – they may get this poor guy killed. I mean, I don't know. The offensive line's pretty good. I just think that there's this expectation, and that's why I love that you guys have done this show, and I'm, I'm really grateful that you had me come on. Because there's a difference between saying someone's overvalued and saying someone's a bust. I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's a bust. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's overvalued right now, and I think part of it has to do is that he's new. We like new, and where he went to college – and I will say one thing, it does feel like he's safe because they traded away their first-round draft pick. You know he's not getting Josh Rosen. So he's going to get a couple of two, three years. That's cool. Just don't expect this. Again, this is all about tempering expectations and setting realistic expectations for, for these guys. Like, again, so we'll go back to Chris Olave, Christian McCaffrey, all these guys we've mentioned. We don't hate them. We're just being realistic. Yeah. Well, these what next- worries 
I'm sorry. Sorry. These next four weeks are some of the best buy times in Dynasty. Um, like Memphis has said, people panic. Mm. Um, so you can get some of the best value ever these next four weeks. Um, so if you know your team's loaded, like I have a couple rosters where it feels like I, mean, I can't be touched barring, you know, five, six injuries, and I have my first, those are the guy, times I'm using my first in the first month because I'm going to go get somebody that struggled, whether it be C.J. Stroud, whether it be JSN, whether it be whoever it may be. I did it with Garrett Wilson a ton last year in the preseason, just somebody I believed in. Either way, it's just now's the time these next couple weeks people panic, flip somebody that's going crazy for the better player. C.J. Stroud may be the perfect example. Yeah, this might be a great opportunity. Um, Kirk Cousins is going to do well, but I think this is his last year in Minnesota. But I think he's going to ball out, right? They added Jordan Addison. They've got Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson signed. All of a sudden, he's feeling better. Funny funny how that works. <laughs> but but all of, all of a sudden, it's he's going to do great. And in season, think about this. You're not contending or like you're you're just really not going to get there. And Kirk Cousins is like wide receiver seven and C.J. Stroud's struggling. Can you send C.J. Stroud like in November for – could you send Kirk Cousins in a second for C.J. Stroud in the first to a desperate GM, especially if they got like a, like a quarterback injury? Oof, Someone, yeah, he'd be killing it. Dude, be, that, that, that'd be fishing with dynamite. I'll just tell you that right now. So th- that's why you don't get – that's why, A, when you have the young players that get off to a bad start, that's why you listen to the Dynasty War Games because these guys create great topics and bring monkeys like me on here to to talk about them. But then also you just you just, just keep your wits about you. It's Dynasty. We're in this for the long haul. And we don't want you to get fleeced, but we want you to go out and do the fleecing. That's the kind of move I'd make. Like like right around, like that would be the move the minute that someone got hurt. I'm I'm going to unload a Kirk Cousins and going into 24. I want to see Jay Stroud because offensive line's good. I believe that D'Amico Ryan's is a good head coach. We'll see what happens with the offense, but I'm that's just kind of how my mind works. So what doesn't what gives me pause with CJ Stroud a little bit is I don't really like the way that GM handled their first draft, right? And I really kind of shook my confidence in this guy. He's a new GM, right? And um, they tr- they traded a lot to come back up and get that defensive end. I didn't think it make really really made a lot of sense. They should have just taken the taken the draft, like you know, let it fall to them where it was. It feels like they're pressing. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to surround CJ Stroud with the right talent. At least they've got a decent line, so he's not going to get a David card. Well, that's good because that's his worst attribute is handling pressure, so mm-hmm. they, they need to protect yeah. him. Right on. I would just say that the, from a dynasty standpoint, um, if you're needing like an RB3 with upside, some pass-catching upside, cheap Devin Singletary is not a bad way to look. Not that I don't think now. Now, if Damian Pierce can come out in year two and establish himself as a pass catcher, man, he could he could really slingshot himself up the dynasty rankings as well. I'm not so sure he is that pass catcher, but if you go back and look at Devin Singletary, he's not he's never going to be confused with Christian McCaffrey, but he catches the ball decently enough and a pretty good pass protector. So don't be surprised if he has a little standalone value as well. And if you're looking for like just a little bit of insulation on a contender, he's cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. 
I wouldn't be surprised if we get him for a third. I, that, that's what I would yeah. be offering right now. All right, gentlemen, we are halfway through the show, and I have not even brought up the number one overhyped, overvalued, most likely to bust player in all of fantasy football. Jalen Hurts. So, <laughs> Mr. Christian Watkins, uh, old Gabe Claypool, Chase Davis over here. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? Has a very narrow path to an alpha. All right, he's got to thread a very, very small needle. Uh, players of his archetype don't su- don't really succeed very often. The last one I truly remember being an alpha with his specific skill type was Vincent Jackson. Right, uh, he's not got the speed or the size or the ball skills of Mike Evans, so don't compare him to Mike Evans. He's not. He's definitely not got the size or the athletic ability of Mike Williams. So don't compare him to Mike Williams, right? He's a straight line player. He doesn't move vertically very well. Uh, He's not, he's extremely raw. He can barely run a route, right? He's got three or four in his entire bag. Um, Like I said, a player like this that um, can't use any kind of shiftiness or, uh, you know, like I said, uh, lateral movement, um, to get open is really tough in today's game. And he's not DeAndre Hopkins either with elite ball skills. He's all right. He's got decent hands. Not great. He's actually got some technique issues with his hands. Uh, I got to tell you that the path to this guy being a true alpha in the NFL, it, it's very, very narrow. Very few players. Like I said, reminds me a lot of uh, Chase Claypool and Gabe Davis. Uh, you're you're missing a a very big comparable player, and okay. that's DK. That, that that's a twenty pound lighter DK Metcalf. He, DK, he 20, twenty pounds is a lot of muscle on DK. Well, well, I, I'm I'm I, but again, okay. you, you look at it. DK four three three Watson four three six. DK speed score one thirty three. Uh, Watson one twenty burst score. Watson uh, one thirty three. DK one thirty five. The, the catch radius, virtually the same. Watson's more agile. Again, I know the 20 pounds, but he's also an inch, you know, an inch taller. I, right, I'm, not, so I'm not saying that he's going to be DK Metcalf, but he can win in that. And also the same way that your boy AJ Brown wins. He, if he, I give you DK Metcalf, then that's still a player that everyone said had a very narrow path to being an alpha, right? He just is such a nasty physical competitor that he gets it done. I've I've watched enough Christian Watson that went healthy. He plays along those same lines. Big body. Again, 20 pounds is 20 pounds. But when you're talking about, you know, 230 versus 210, I I will agree with you, but I I don't know. I, I think he could be a low volume guy. Um, and, and then I was pulling up your guy, you know, AJ a. Brown, a little bit shorter. Um, he plays that way too. He had, he, he had 1500 yards last year on 88 receptions and 11 touchdowns. Again, I, I, I think you said you're looking for the path. I'm not saying it's a wide path. I'm not saying it's a pad high, a path highly traveled, but I'm saying there is a path and it might be a little bit brush covered, but it's still there. And I can see Austin, where are you at with these guys? Um, I've never been a Watson person, so let me start with that statement. Um, but I'm actually up on him 
more this year than I was this time last year. Um, is he Chris Carter? All he does is catch his touchdowns. I mean, like, I feel like every time, every time I see, I, I mean, even in preseason, all this guy does is catch touchdowns. Now, is he going to be a volume guy? Is he going to be a, a Justin Jefferson? No, he's, he's very well as likely to submarine a week as much as he is to win a week. Yeah, and I'll I mean, tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm hosting a gambling show right now and his season prop on touchdowns is five and a half. Why does that feel low? Why does that feel extremely. like like free like free money? So that does feel low. But yeah. when you factor in the the quarterback as well, it's a young quarterback that we don't know if he's any good or not. That's you don't love scary. brother love? I don't love brother love. Do you? I mean, what has he ever done to show me that he can do this in the NFL for real? He had half a game against the Eagles. That was cute. I mean, I mean, did, did you try watching the preseason? No, I don't. I mean, I mean, it hurts, at, it hurts my eyes. At, they're, playing, cost, they're playing soft shell I, coverages. You know, I'll tell like, you right now. Press or pass rush. At cost. Now, now, say those words with me. Don't close your eyes. You may be driving a car, operating a chainsaw <laughs> or something. But at cost, I would rather have Jordan Love than C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, any of those guys. Because he's no more or less likely to hit than those guys. You're well, not going to convince me. Let I'd me, rather Bryce Young, but he's neck and neck with Stroud for me. Let I, me I mean, help you with that because the, sure, he's no. actually one of my guys that's uh, overvalued. Jordan due Love? To, due to DTC. Now, I, in Dynasty Leagues, I haven't seen it. But DTC has him as QB 17. Ahead of Cousins, Rogers, Golf, Carr, Russ, Geno, Pickett, Stafford, Purdy, Mack, Howell, mm-hmm. Ritter. No chance. I'm taking no. him. Over I, I heard some days. guys in there. I, I would take him over for sure, especially in a, Dynasty. A few, but not all of those guys. There's no. a there's a bunch of guys I'd take in that group over him. We discussed this a couple weeks ago. Um, I brought up Love, Howell, and Ritter, and to me, at this point in time, they're basically the same for Dynasty terms. You can view one higher, lower. That's up to you. I don't care. But in Dynasty terms, they're relatively the same piece. I can get them. Uh, what 12 spots later by quarterback position okay give me uh, two weeks ago give me or three weeks ago give me Howell in a second for love and now to me they feel like the same player so I got a free second um, it just feels extremely high there's no chance I'm taking love I, I guess I'm, I'm used to player profiler rankings you know no offense to my buddies Izzy and JP and Mosier over at the DTC they are in fact good people uh, the, the player profiler group has Jordan Love at QB 21. Um, he's, cool. he's behind Pickett. He's behind Geno. He's behind Russ. He's behind Daniel Jones, Bryce Young. Uh, just ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with Jared Goff. I'm fine with him being ahead of Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah. I mean, Brock, Brock Purdy's one throw away from that elbow never being right. So I, I kind of get where they're coming from, but I think Jordan Love's fairly ranked and fairly valued. And, and here's the thing. I think both DTC and player profiler are actually higher on him than your actual league mates, unless you happen to play with a bunch of cheeseheads, but that, that could be too. Yeah. In, in leagues, I haven't seen him go for anything crazy. Um, I just saw DTC, which usually does a decent job at filling out the community and felt like that was pretty oh. wild to see him that high. More than more than a, than a finger on the pulse. Like I said, Izzy, JP, Mosier, those guys are great. Uh, I just kind of lean toward what player profiler has. I, th- I think why I think QB twenty one. 
Like that's bare. If you think about if, you, if you're a 12 team league, which I think a lot of us are, that's barely a QB two. I yeah. think that's more than fair at that valuation. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's let's get back to old Christian Claypool, right? So if your ceiling is we're saying DK, right, which is a hell of a ceiling, and your floor is every other tall athletic wide receiver that doesn't do anything. Chase Claypool or uh, I mean, Claypool is not Doriel, even a good one because at least he Doriel, had Doriel Green Beckham, you know what? One of these guys, right? So yeah, but but, but hold on, those if, guys if, never had those guys never had the run. Those guys never had the the end season we've seen it on the field. Claypool did. That's why I said he wasn't a good one. Claypool had a pretty damn he, he impressive did. He first did. year. He, he, he had yeah. a, you know he had a solid. I'll give you Claypool, but Doriel Green Beckham. I think that's just Jesse's <laughs> inner eagle. I mean. <laughs> is he any more? Is he any more or less the big outside clasher that a Drake London is? I think Drake, Drake London's got a lot more skill, so he's he's a lot more technically advanced. Okay, well. where does DTC have Drake Drake London versus Christian Watson? It was quite a bit higher. Um, I had had quarterbacks because I had to talk about love. Um, but he is at London's at fourteen. Watson is at 22. I, so so whatever I can get in that gap, give it to me. I got a worse quarterback in Desmond Ritter. You're, you're never going to convince me Desmond Ritter's even as good a quarterback as Jordan Love in a run-first offense with, I guess, Kyle Pitts is a thing, and you got B. John Robinson. There's no way, I, I, there's no way you could convince me to take – Drake London straight up for Christian Watson. And if I can send you Drake, if I can send you Drake London and I can get Christian Watson plus and I can show the DTC, hey, one's 22, one's 14, you have to add here. I, I'm, I'm running like a thief in the night. I think you'd get a decent plus too. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I would yeah, love, I, I would have nipples so hard you could cut glass with them. I would be so <laughs> excited to send you Drake London in a second for Christian Watson in a first. That's exactly so my, what I was about to say. I think that's exactly what you can get. So the point I'm trying to make, though, is when you look at Green, the Green Bay offense, what about that offense excites you, right? You have a young quarterback that we're debating a, a, whether he's quarterback 15 or 21, right? None of that is good at all, right? So maybe he takes a step forward, but probably he doesn't. And there's nothing else in that offense that is really good at all, except for Aaron Jones as a dump off. Their offensive line is constantly hurt. But Bakhtiari, that guy can't stay healthy. Their offensive line is not really that good. And the rest of the, the weapons are way more suspect than even Christian Watkins. He's the he's the king of their room, and he's the one that I think is the biggest bus candidate. It's crazy how people think that the Packers are going to be any good on offense at all. They might be They might be as bad as Arizona. I'll take that bet right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're 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 getting uh, the hyperbole is strong with this one. That 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 offense is is going to be more than solid. The defense is going to keep them in games. Um, it's a bunch of rooks, you know. And I, and I, I totally, I, I totally understand. Line. I, I, Elton Jenkins is not a is not a rookie. Bakhtiari is okay. not a rookie. They have another. No, 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 I said it's an old offensive line. No. But that's fine. You you want an you want a veteran offensive line in front of a young team. Again, I don't think this team's going to set the world on fire. But this is everything that everybody wanted for Trey Lance. This is the whole bill of goods I was sold. Shanahan offense. That's what Lafleur runs. 
athletic wide receivers. That's what LaFleur has. If if you're telling me that that he could get out of Jordan Love what Kyle Shanahan got out of Brock Purdy, I'm going to be 0% surprised. Now, are they going to win 10 games in a row? No, I do not think so. But I, I think if you're going to look back, and I think this this offense is just vanilla enough that it's going to be like wide receiver, I'm sorry, like offense 14 to like 18. Like right there, dead smack dab in the middle, boring as can be, not going to fall off the cliff, but not going to set the world on fire. Just keep Hassan Reddick away from his Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> All right, Austin, who you got for us? Um, so as I mentioned in the beginning, I kind of struggled because honestly, at least from what I looked at, I felt like the values are relatively decent. Um, but looking at tight ends, one name kind of stuck out. I was like, ooh, that's a little high. And that's rookie Sam Laporta. Um, it's not because I don't like him. It's not because I don't think he's good. But he's currently tight end 10. The hype has been super and, strong uh, on this guy. I mean, he's above Njoku, above Ingram. Above Dulcich, I mean, the, those three names particularly just had me like, huh? I mean, yeah, you I'm can argue some of the rest of them, but Dulcich. those three names specifically I thought was pretty ridiculous. No matter how much I love tight ends and I love rookie tight ends, I have so many on teams. That's, that's what I do. I draft them. But that's ridiculous. Top ten already. What's – what? and I'll tell you right now, player profiler right in line. They're right in that same pocket. They have him as tight end nine. And, and I don't get it. What? Who is the it's tight end? High. Who hiring draft nuts? Who has been the tight end that has been successful with Jared Goff? I mean, Hawk was actually decent last he year was, before but, he got but, traded. But, 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 but if we decent, see a rookie do that, similar I, I, numbers, I mean, then he is going to skyrocket. He he could. No, I, I mean the, so, the. But but right now, knowing what I know now, I can get Michael Mayer, who was. Um, I got to pull up his dominator rating. His athleticism score was 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 decent enough. Um, the yeah, the he's college not a very good athlete. He, yeah, I he just was, got mayor at three oh one. He ninety fifth percentile, ninety fifth percentile at Notre Dame. They play a big boy schedule, and he's dominating at that level in college. And 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 I know what his offensive coordinator does with tight ends. I know what he does with big with big tight ends. And I'm not saying Michael Mayer is going to be Gronk, but if I had to pick one. And I don't dislike Sam Laporta. I'm Sam Laporta's in the Same. wait and see. Same. But 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 if if we're on a rookie clock right now and I have to take a tight end, I'm pretty sure I'm taking Mayer ahead of him. And I'm not so sure I'm not taking Musgrave ahead of him. See, I, I don't I don't agree Kincaid? with that. Oh, I I I, I I I love Musgrave the athlete. Um so five athletes, five sorry. state, I'm sorry, five sport athlete in high school. Yeah, Super Florida free. is my tight end too in rookie draft. So like I didn't even want to get it twisted, but it's just the cost currently. Like he's dead even with Darren Waller. You're telling me if I took Laporta, like say I had somebody's mid second in a tight end premium league, I got Laporta. I can trade him straight up for Waller right now on my contending team. Oh, please. So you're saying before he's played a snap, Laporta's already worth worth a first, and nobody took him there. Oh, that's crazy. Up, but yeah, that's what that. And that's all that, hype. Yep. That's all camp hype. That's all he's he's Goff's boy. He's the man in this offense. Blah 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 blah. This is all hype. This is completely the point of the show right here. It's not that we don't like Sam Laporta. We just don't like paying a first for him. That's crazy. Before yep. the man's even taking a taking a snap. Yeah. 
You ain't got to convince me. I'm, I'm not anti-Laporta. I'm just, I don't, I don't see where the volume comes from. Because you, you still got Amon Ra St. Brown sucking all the oxygen out of the room. We're talking about putting Jamar Gibbs in the slot. Jamison Williams will be back at some point. Marvin Jones is still a, a Marvin Jones is still a proven veteran, and this will be a pretty pass happy offense. I, I don't pretend that it's not, but then again, I mean, we could say a guy would be like the a, the, the the tight end seven and would be barely usable most weeks. Yeah, that's true. All right, Memphis, who you got for me? I mean, I, I brought him up earlier, Drake London. I don't get it. Wide receiver 13. Guys, it's volume and value. Where's the volume coming from? And, and to his credit, he proved me dead wrong last year. One of my big in- issues with him was that he had been quite a bit injured in, in college. And he had never played more than like – he had never played double-digit games in a collegiate season. Came out last year, played them all. Looked okay. But he's the wide receiver 13 per DTC. I mean, it's not to, I'm sorry, per player profiler. Where's he at at DTC, Austin? 14 DTC, 13 on keep trade cut. So that's and pure, thir- that's pure so community. He's, so. so he's a borderline one. And, and for me, it's like I would much rather have, you know, the, those guys around him. Again, I said, can I, I'll take Christian Watson because I think they're just as iffy. I like one quarterback better than the other. Um, guys also going behind him that I like, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, give me the 27-year-old over, over Drake London. Give me the guy who's going to be behind. Give me the guy who had 140 targets last year because you know what? He's 27, so I'll get to ride him in Dynasty for age 27, age 28, age 29, and I can maybe get a first back with Chris Godwin because the world wants Drake London because he's young and shiny. Cool. Give me the 140 targets. I, I, would, I would love to have him. You know, I, I there's a ton of guys. I, I would even take George Pickens plus over Drake London. And I don't like George Pickens. I just do. I mean, I'll pass it back to one of you guys. Austin, I'll give it to you. Where does the Drake London hype come from? Um, His last season in college is the easiest answer. And then draft capital is the second easiest answer. You know, you know, I, I will bring this take out right here on the Dynasty War Games. Much like the final grade point average you had in college doesn't mean shit the minute you go to a job interview. It doesn't mean shit in the NFL what you did in college. I don't care. It's what can you do for this organization going forward. It's the question every hiring manager in America would ask. Great. You had a 3.8 in, in whatever the hell. It doesn't matter. What can you do now? What are your skills going to translate now? And I don't see it translating to a shit pile of fantasy points. I could be wrong. I, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be DK Metcalf or Christian Watson or T Higgins, a guy who's going to have a blow up week and then a shitty week and then a shitty week and then a blow up week. He's not a guy that each and every week is going to be consistent. And that's the word. He's not a consistent week out wide receiver one, but he's on that fringe and he's, and he's valued like that. It's not nothing against him. I don't, he doesn't owe me money or anything. It's just, where I see him going. I just, I just, I, I, I see him in that, that type big body outside clashers just don't do it for me. All right. I'll, I'll give you the argument for Drake London. So I'm not in love with him. I have one share. It's because I kind of, I got him kind of free. Um, I, I traded uh, seriously. I traded uh one ten and two Oh one for Drake, Drake London and a 25 first. And it's from a team that's terrible. Like it's going to be a high 25 first. There's no way he can pull himself out of it. This is in, in Einstein's Austin. 
Yeah, I remember the trade. That's why I yeah. when you said that. <laughs> it's the only. It's the only uh, share I have, and it's it's because I it, it was like a no brainer. But I, I'll give you the the argument for him is that as a rookie, he's wide receiver thirty one in PPR. Uh, gained 117 targets, 72 catches, um, 866 yards, four touchdowns. Like I said, as a rookie with Marcus Mariota, who can't stop overthrowing people on a constant basis, he's one of the least accurate quarterbacks in football. Like with no pressure in the preseason, just couldn't stop overthrowing people this year. Like he's he was terrible last year. He's the only thing he can really do is run which doesn't help Drake London. So the fact that he put those numbers up is pretty remarkable, in my opinion. I could see um, a pretty decent wide receiver two-year out of him where he's, I don't know, wide receiver 20 to 24, something like that. But he's being valued uh, at wide receiver 13 or 14. Yeah, that's that's too high. Well, so, that's because the dynasty startup, though. That's, that's different. We're not playing redraft. So that, that you, it's a little fickle game, in my opinion. Sure, but Memphis did mention, I mean, it's obvious that it is a run-first offense. You have to understand change situations change all the time. Ritter is not likely to be their quarterback next year. But now you got to cross your fingers and hope that whoever they bring in is better than Ritter. Hell, it could be the 10-man Carson Wentz, for Christ's sake, and the whole thing could go in the tank. Who knows? Like, teams do irrational things all the time, so you can't assume that there will be a quarterback upgrade. But but do you see a world where he could finish as wide receiver thirteen? Yeah, this year you're right. You're, that's fair. If he he could potentially catch twelve to fourteen touchdowns, but that's and the Ritter only could way. Be a, Ritter could be a lot better than we think he is. Well, I mean, he just Who has the average if he gets the touchdowns. If the offense yeah. can move close enough to the red zone, London, that's where he can eat. And, and young men get better at football all the time. And Ritter could have gotten a lot better in the offseason. We don't know anything about it. How how many twenty That's point it. how many twenty point PPR games did London have last year? Oh, probably not many, but how one. Many, how many has ever had with Marcus Mariota? So, I, 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 but, but I mean, are, are you? Does Desmond Ritter give you warm and fuzzies? No, no, he's he was the bottom of my three during this discussion a couple weeks ago, but. He's not going to be any worse, even. But but Drake London had eight eight games in single digit PPR points. Eight. That's almost. That's literally almost half. He played seventeen games. I mean, he literally had less than ten points eight times. Yeah. And that's still in the range of outcomes for him. So for him to to jump up to even have a top fifteen season, he's. I mean, he had the same points per game last year as Adam Thielen. Scary stuff for a guy that you're paying wide receiver thirteen prices for. That's yeah. that's. That's why I'd rather move down a tier, pick up some additional draft capital, and get guys just as likely to finish in that same range, whether it's Christian Watson or Pickens. At least I'm sitting on some extra draft capital. Yeah, I didn't. That's, I didn't hurt. I didn't, I didn't hurt my week to week scoring potential because I'm, I'm looking right now. George Pickens last year, nine point eight PPR points per game. Drake London, ten point five. Can I fade that point eight points a game and get a first? Because I'm gonna. And Pickens is just as likely to take a step forward as Drake London. So. I'm just trying to get the same points production in 23 while adding and, and insulating for 2024 and beyond. That's why I don't like him. That's a totally fair argument with that aspect. I get it totally. Just looking at startup value, there's not many names in that short range right behind him that I'm not going to take him over. So it kinda, he, he, it's kind of that dead zone of receiver. It's gross. After the but first, if you're, 
eight or nine. I don't like any of them. But mm-hmm. I did a couple startups this year, and for the first time in my dynasty career, I wasn't loaded at receiver because I would get a stud, and I just wouldn't touch it. I'd let the vets come, and I would go and grab mm-hmm. a couple guys that I'd usually never draft, like DeAndre Hopkins as my wide receiver too. And that felt terrible, but I'd just rather take the running backs and the tight ends there and let these dead zone that I can't figure out who I like and who I don't. And trade back. You could trade back in a startup, you know, we could trade back and, you know, pick up additional draft capital and still get a guy and, you know, look to this next draft class or trade for a rookie. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do here. Yeah. So if you're going to tell me that I can get uh, Calvin Ridley or Ayuk or Christian Kirk, players that I do think are consistent and will play, you know, put up points for me on a week-to-week basis, plus a second for Drake London, yeah, I'm doing that all day long. Oh, I mean, I like you, I like points. I would give you Kirk in a second so fast for Drake London. For Drake London, oh, yeah, it, I mean, so fast. It would be I, a I, little the, more the, the, the anti-Drake London more. guy, also. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little more than that, but we we might be able to look at something on your roster since you seem to like him. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just I just think it cost. I agree with what Memphis is saying in the aspect of it's ugly there. So like, and what I don't want to take them. But looking at the names behind them, I don't like any of them either for my dynasty startup. Now for my contenders, sure. I mean, Diggs is behind them, of course. If I'm a contender, that makes way more sense. But a lot of people aren't contenders, even if they think they are. So in that case, I don't, I don't get it as much. I would take Ridley in a second. That's that's what it would take. Yeah, I mean, I think that can get done both ways, to be honest, depending on the roster from the other team. Somebody that's not contending realize their roster's mid-pack or bottom. I think getting Drake London for Ridley in their second, which would end up being probably early, would work out. Right on. All right, gentlemen. I think we did it. I mean, we did. We did something. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we figured some things out. I got one more player. Do you guys want to do it, or do you want to get out of here? Let's do it. Game. Let's rock. You can't say you All can't right. say I got one more player, then put me and Austin on the spot. Be like, do you guys? Oh, yeah. so these guys are the assholes. Jesse's not the asshole. There's your assholes. No, we got to do it now. All right. Let's so the most average, <laughs> the most average starting running back in all of football is Rashad White. Right. He's average at everything except for his vision, which is suspect at best. Um, he bounces outside way too much. He take, he needs to take a real jump in skill level, not athletic ability, because that'll never happen. Right. He's still going to be an average athlete no matter what happens. But he needs to take a huge jump in skill level and vision to really be a productive starting running back. And he's got one of the most talented running backs that is so overlooked in, in fantasy football right now, right on his heels in Sean Tucker. Uh, Rashad White doesn't excite me at all. All he has is a job, and he might not have it for long. Austin? Um, it depends on relative to what you're saying. Uh, I mean, are you taking Joe Mixon or Rashad White in a startup? Average team. Let's not say you're a a heavy contender. Let's just say you're building your team and Rashad White and Joe Mixon are the top two options. Hey. Because they're back-to-back in rankings. And, it's I mean, disgusting. I don't like it. Yeah, so, I mean, he's really where he should be. He's he's not – I've tried to sell him. Heck, in leagues, I have okay. him that I, I, I can't even get a first for him. I want to. I mean, uh, 
I've seen him go in like sixth, seventh round in redraft, which I think is gross. Memphis, what do you think about him? Well, I, I, I could not be more on Rashad White, but with a caveat. He is, you know, you heard the old um, stories from the boiler rooms back in the day. The the mafia did this, the pump and dump stock. That yeah. is that is Rashad White. I'm telling you, he's going to get a hundred plus targets. Baker Mayfield is the most check down by percentage, the most check down quarterback in the league. And how does Baker keep his job by not throwing interceptions? You think he's going to push the ball down the field to Mike Evans and to jump balls? Absolutely not. It's part of the reason why I like Chris Godwin so much. He gets open. He works, you know, he gets real separation. He works in that quadrant of the field that that Baker that Baker operates. And when it's not Godwin, it's going to be Rashad White. But the minute the season's over, I am cashing out my Rashad White. I am more than happy to deploy him this year. I think it's going to be check down, check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. And then this team next year. That's when they'll bring in some real. I, I, not that I dislike Sean Tucker. I, I you listen to the Dynasty Warzone. I've been bullish on, you know, Jesse. When you and I did a show with uh, Brian Ford, you know, he was giving us the business for liking, for liking Sean Tucker. So I like. Yeah, I like he, he gives it to he, me all the time. He he, he he he. I will tell you, Brian did not like Sean Tucker. I like Sean Tucker just fine. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a threat to to Rashad White, but I am getting out. I've learned my James Robinson lesson. All right, you know, you know, when you go to Vegas or you go to Atlantic City and you get on a heater playing blackjack, you can't win the table. You can't win the casino. They can wait you out. That's how I feel about Rashad White. You cannot wait until this guy's like an aged veteran or going into contract too. He's going to provide you a great sell window in season or out of season. Take it. Take it, yeah. take it, take it, take it, take it. So I agree, but I disagree. Does that make sense, Jesse? It does. I'm just so low on I, I see what you're saying. Like both of you guys are saying, well, the cost isn't so great. So why is he overhyped? The, I, my point is that I don't think that he'll even keep that job through this season. Well, I, I, don't think Sean, I, don't, I don't think Sean Tucker's coming there and taking no, it from me. Sean, Sean Tucker do. needs an injury. Yeah. I do. Yeah. He's not that good. If yeah, he was he's, that good, he'd have been drafted. Yeah. yeah. No, that's wrong. That's where you see that's where not you're wrong. wrong. He had he had a heart issue that that made him basically medically ineligible to be drafted. It was like uh oh, who was the he, he's incapable of feeling love? Is that like the condition that he had? <laughs> it yeah. wasn't a tackle, it was a guard. He's a psychopath. It was crazy. Who was the tackle? Him. It wasn't a tackle, it's a guard. Trace Lyle Lord, Collins. Uh I was thinking of I was thinking of Lyle Collins for the Cowboys gotcha. a few years ago. The same thing. No, he he was he was uh, alleged to have been in, involved in a in a in a murder situation. So it was, uh, yeah, right, right. Which you know, obviously, he's a stand up young man because he plays for the <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys. So I mean, that makes him not a rapist or a murderer. But let's move on. Don't, from don't that. be a hater. Don't be a hater. So my point is, no, he absolutely, it was a medical issue that he's cleared from now. The second he got cleared to start training camp, my antennas went up and I started grabbing him everywhere I possibly could. He's still the same back that he was at Syracuse. He's a bad, bad man. So Trust me. Uh, you're, you're trying to convince a Sean. You're trying to convince a, a Sean Tucker fan of, of being a Sean Tucker fan. I think he's fine. If, if you can still was, get him cheap, he's, he's fine. 
but I, I am convinced this is Rashad White's backfield. And I just looked last year between Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, Leonard Fournette had 74 catches and Rashad White had 50. If you tell me there's a world where Sean Tucker may have 35 catches, which is totally cool, but that means that that Rashad White had 90. That's the kind of year that he could really be in, in, in for this year. And it's a bad offense. What do teams do? And like, you know, We've seen it all the time, right? We've probably been beaten by it before. You're, yeah. you're, 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 that, that team's down 24 points, six minutes to go, and like they just check down the running back, check down the running back, check down. And, and maybe Sean Tucker gets some of those, but I think a lot of those go to Rashad White. So I'm Najee in, Harris but I'm out. Two years ago. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, Najee Harris two years ago. It's Saquon in his rookie year. Yes, it's, it, it, look, look for the veteran QB who's afraid to push the ball down the field. And it's it's I'm telling you, you're right. You're just a year early. I mean, it was yeah. Lenny last year that in the same offense. Uh, he saved so many weeks going into the fourth <laughs> quarter. I'm like, God, Lenny ain't done nothing this whole game. And then he gets six catches in the fourth quarter for 50 yards. Leonard Fournette finished last year as an RB1. He finished as the RB12 on the season. And he had uh, he he played 16 of 17 games. 13 of those games were in double double-digit points. He had 10 or more points in 13 of the 16 games that he played. And it was all predicated on 74 check down yep. receptions. It's it's the offense. Like I said, I said earlier about, about uh Chris Alave. I'm not fading, you know, Alave. I'm fading the situation. I'm not buying Rashad White and his athleticism. I'm buying the situation and I'm gonna sell it in a year. Nice. So there's your there's your fantasy take on my film study. Pretty much. All right, guys, man, this was amazing. I, I really appreciate you guys getting together with us. Or, well, Memphis joining us on the on the war games. Very rare. Uh, we haven't had you since April during the draft. Yeah, it was uh, April for sure. And then we had you on last week. You dropped a little knowledge for us over on our clip show for the first time. We had Jesse on there with, uh, you know, Jesse and Dallas and both Kyles, uh, Dr. Kyle, and, of course, the good Kyle. Uh, from the FF fellas, we had those guys mix it up along with a bunch of our friends at, at, uh, Roto Underworld. And I was, uh, one of the big things that, that I said online and I, I said in our group chat is I was very proud to be able to show the Roto Underworld player profiler audience, the kind of guys that create content at the dynasty Warzone network of podcasts. And, uh, you guys did great. And I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. I appreciated you. Appreciate you giving me that chance. I'll do those for you anytime you want. Oh, yeah. For sure. We got to get Austin on there next. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm good. Right on. We'll get you guys on. All right, guys. Anything else? Well, Memphis, give us some plugs. Uh, let's see here. Um, the Juice. Uh, doing the Juice on Friday night's Player Profiler. It's a gambling show, guys. You got to. I, I would highly recommend that you subscribe to the Player Profiler YouTube channel because you'll get the notification that the show goes live if you turn it on. Because in gambling, the lines move so quickly. Uh, you know what? I I, uh, I I will be putting this out on Thursday. I'm keeping an eye on it because um, it's going to be like a quick hitter. But I'll go ahead and put it out on this show, which will probably come out on Wednesday or Thursday as well. In time for the first game of the season. Hallelujah. It's here. Is uh, I'm, I'm looking over on David Montgomery's rushing prop. Uh, it's 47 and a half yards. Um, no Chris Jones for the for the 
Chiefs. Uh, thank you very much. And and how does Dan Campbell establish that? You got a great offensive line. You can establish the run a little bit, keep it slow early. It's going to be hot. Defense wears down. It's going to be like 88 and humid. So I, I, I see a world where David Montgomery does well. But that's kind of those are the kind of props I'll be doing on the juice. Um, doing that, Dynasty Warzone, that's it. Um, I killed myself all offseason. It's weird that as Dynasty content creators, we get to kind of slow down a little bit. But we also reformat, reformatted the Dynasty Warzone. We're going to be talking, I'm going to call it the Rookie Corner. That's where our buddy Dallas is going to give us like a five to eight minute video clip of a college player to keep an eye on. You know, hey, keep an eye on this guy. He's draft eligible. He plays wide. You know, whatever it is, he'll do that. And then our buddy, Dr. Kyle, board certified doctor of physical therapy in New York City, works with many pro athletes in his own right. When, not if, because unfortunately it's the world that we live in, when a big dynasty or NFL guy gets hurt, Kyle will jump behind the mic. He'll give us a five to eight minute, you know, snippet of, you know, what he's doing. And as you guys know, Dr. Kyle's a, a dynasty gamer just like us. He plays in big high stakes leagues over at the FFPC. So he'll give us the doctor's perspective of the injury, you know, with, with the information he has. And then he'll give you a dynasty spin as well. Then Jerry and I will chip in. We're going to do stuff for re, for rebuilders, contenders. We're going to do we're just going to have like little segments throughout the show and just make it a little bit more fun and true to what dynasty should be. Because unfortunately, a lot of shows to turn into redraft shows in season trying to avoid that trying to keep the dynasty spirit and uh there you go you asked me for plugs and i made it go an extra four minutes <laughs> nice well we'll be back on sunday well we record on sundays we come out on mondays the full team will be back this week it'll be me hey, this is my fault by the way this is my fault i'll make sure this goes up on wednesday so you'll get this wednesday i just said wednesday or thursday i'll make sure it goes up on wednesday this is my, it's actually my wife's fault. She'll never listen. So I can fully blame her, even though it's true. <laughs> it is Mrs. Memphis's fault because she wanted to unplug. The, she didn't even tell me. I said, she's like, Hey, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. Okay. And I went to go do a podcast and all of a sudden I had no internet. And I asked her, I was like, what, what happened to the internet? She's like, Oh, the little basket that I put it in. I switched it to a new basket. I'm like, now, now. <laughs> Now you do this, but that's why. So it's on me. It's not on Jesse. It's not on Austin. It's on me. And I saw Mike asking the chat, is the juice going to be on the DWZ feed? It is not. It is exclusive content for the player profiler. But Mike, it will go directly. As So like this past week, I did the juice um, from like 10 to 10.45. And I had it up as a podcast by like 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Lord's time. Um, I had it up as quick as possible. So it will only on, be on player profiler, Mike. All right, right on. So, like I said, we'll be back at the normal time next week. All three of us will be here. We'll be playing some games, and we'll have real football to talk about. That's crazy stuff, man. Guys, enjoy the game on Thursday night. It's going to yes. be a good time. Hey, before we go, yes, uh, sir. Just all these names. Memphis, I sent you an offer in P9. I, 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 I will look at it when I go it run to the, the name we just talked about. Hey, you know what? We'll, we'll see what we can get done. I will go look at Patron 9 uh, as I run upstairs to the bathroom. Sweet. Cool. And we are out. Chase my problems in time keeps on dragging. Can't get away from the fact I've been slacking. Oh, despite the cost, you know I got to try it on. Try it on. Hey. Now it's a long, long road and every day it is a struggle. Still we try to get.
when we interrupt It's not easy, but you believe me Oh no, no, no Don't sound like it's a cliche But the one thing we know You only reap that you sow And the crap that you owe today Tomorrow it goes without Lost in the fray And I can't find my way back home I've lost my way Sometimes